Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy, and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking about something that I do for my business all the time, uh, my life and everything else. And I'm quite a big fan of it, but it has to be done very specifically. And that is goal setting. So how how do you do it, Dan? Do you do goal setting? No. So I'm very interested <laughs> in listening to how you do it. I do kind of do it. I don't do it as specifically as you. Yeah. I have targets that I want to reach, and but there's, there's specific techniques and there's ways to do it a lot better. And I know this is this is your wheelhouse, isn't it? So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one and enlighten the listeners and me. <laughs> well, yeah, I've used goal setting for many, many years. Obviously, I used to be a statistician and that was one of the things that um, a performance analyst as well. And that's one of the things that I used to have to do for a job was to set goals and targets and all that kind of thing. So there's some kind of like really real science around it. But as I've got my own business and started to kind of use it on myself there are some very specific things that you need to do around goal setting that I think you can get a bit too kind of everyone can write down their goals and have this these wonderful goals but then not do anything else about them so it's like not necessarily the goals that matter it's what you're going to do each day to reach those goals that actually make the difference yeah the the two separate things It is really important to have a clear vision and a goal and get as clear as you possibly can on what you want. Mm -hmm. But that's like 1% of the big picture. The 99% is making realistic steps to achieve the goal. The goal is just an end result of all the little bits in between. Yeah. Isn't it really? You have to have a clear vision. That's kind of a roadmap. But yeah, like you say, it's it's all the bits in between, which is is really the goal setting part, isn't it? Because they're the parts that matter. Exactly. And it's not the goals, like you're saying, that are actually what are going to make a difference. It's actually becoming the person who can achieve those goals that are going to make the difference. So people always get it the wrong way around in a way. So most people think you have to have the goals, do the thing and then be that person. But that's completely the wrong way around. When you're doing this, you have to become the person, do the stuff And then you have the goals. So it's like a back to front way of doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because then once you are that person, the goals will just happen by osmosis. They'll just happen. That is the way to do it. But as a a jump off point, you have to get your goal down, write it down and figure out that's where you want to be. And then hopefully just by creating a little bit of a roadmap and getting all the day-to-day stuff, you'll almost forget about the end goal. You'll just become the person. Mm. That should be the real the real goal actually shouldn't it yeah one of my mentors calls it very focal vision you know those very focal glasses where you can see two things so she said that the goals should be fuzzy your your goal should actually be fuzzy and in the long term but what should be crystal clear is what's close to you like what you're going to do today what you're going to do tomorrow what you're going to do next week what you're going to achieve those should be crystal clear Whereas your long-term goals should be something kind of fuzzy that you're kind of keeping your eye on, but you're not. that's not what you're focusing on. Because I've done this before where I go, yes, I'm going to, let's use 
write a book because <laughs> incidentally I have just released my book yesterday so you could say yes I'm going to write a book and I'm going to write it by Christmas next year and then for the rest of the year you just don't think about it anymore <laughs> and just like sit there going yeah yeah and then then it gets to like November and you've not done anything to write your book so it's not about that it's about what can you do every single day to get you to that point that will be able for you to reach that goal yeah it's kind of making the the short-term goals really crystal clear and you know all these short-term goals are going to lead to that big thing but once you start knocking these short-term goals down all of a sudden you will be at that big goal yeah you might not exactly. even realize it like you've just finished writing your book now you know you've done it you can go on to write another one and another one and another one the goal is not writing books it's being an author yes so to speak yeah that's exactly it. And that's why it's like in um, Atomic Habits, isn't it? He says the goal isn't to go to, to become a fitter person. The goal is to be the type of person that goes to the gym every day, even if you're not doing anything while you're there, if you're only there for five minutes. But just being that person who can go to, to commit to something every day, every week, whatever your long-term vision is. But usually it's something that you do every day that will make the, mass, the big differences in the long term. Something that I've started to do more of this year is like, and it sounds a bit woo, but it's not. And it's vision, visionary. What's the word? Visualization. Yeah. <laughs> Imagery is the language of our imagination. So if you can imagine it, you can do it, but you have to have it, that vision in your head in the first instance. And then you have to kind of drop in every day on your vision and I know that's what a lot of people do the Olympic athletes and people they vi visualize it all the time visualize their goals I know my um my one of my good friends her nephew is a really good swimmer and she shared her um she went to stay at his house he's an Olympic swimmer actually he's a trainer for the Olympics and she went to she had to go and stay in his bedroom and um, she said, like, everywhere around in his bedroom is, like, visions of, you know, you can do this. Like, you know, like, motivational things and, like, he's written stuff down, like, what he's got to do every day. So it's, it's that clear on what his goals are every single day to get to the Olympics in, well, what's going to be last year, now this year. So it's dead interesting, really, that it does work. She said even on his, like, bathroom mirror, he's got his, like, mantras written on there and stuff. So... It's so all that kind of stuff that you need to do all the time. Yeah, if you've just made it unavoidable, then you're going to become that person. If that's your environment, you're going to become that way. It happens the opposite way as well. Imagine if, I don't know, for instance, you put me or you in jail for some reason, in prison, then you would start to act more like a criminal because you're surrounded by it all the time. But then if you do it the other way around and you surround yourself with positivity and things that get clear to your goal or positive people, then you start to act like those people. Yeah. it's that you are you invite your environment really so it's, it's that's another good way to do it and it's pretty simple to do all that type of thing as well isn't it yeah I think environmental stuff is one of the main things as well isn't it that that will stop you from achieving your goals or um yeah make you achieve them is changing the environment yeah and you mentioned visualization there and uh, a big thing people do is make vision boards yeah but that's good because it gets you clear on what you want and what your goals are. But I think I've certainly done this in the past, made a vision board and then then thought, right, well, great. When, when does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Not actually put the steps in to get there. 
you're better off putting not making a vision board but putting the work in <laughs> yeah but the other way around I think that's one of those things that gets on my used to get on my nerves a little bit about that whole secret thing and the universe will provide yeah it's like people were sitting there going well I visualized I put out into the universe that I wanted a Mercedes but they actually didn't get off their backsides off the set either just sitting there visualizing a Mercedes the actions <laughs> have to match your actions have to match your visions um even if it's just something every day that's little little something every day like my book gosh it's a pain in the ass writing a book right because it absolutely is. And it's not actually the writing part. That's the hard part. It's the editing it, getting the people to getting people to read it and then getting the, their comments back. And then and it's kind of letting go of it as well. It's really hard. Um, so it's like writing the book really is the easy part. It's all that kind of work that you have to do around it. And that's the same with, let's say, losing weight. Losing weight's the easy part, isn't it? It's that sustainable long-term thing that is the hard part, that your actions every day have to keep working towards that long-term goal. Yeah, and that you've mentioned weight loss. Have you heard of, well, I think most people have, when you're talking about goal setting, it's the, the SMART system. Yeah, yeah. So it's specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, time-sensitive, or you can you can do SMART-er and add er which is evaluate and reward so i was going through this again this morning and i did like a bit of an example on someone who had the goal of losing weight mm-hmm. so if your your goal was to whatever lose 50 pounds or get down to 10 stone whatever it may be so the first one will be the s which will be specific which is just what i've said you, you have to be specific on your goal we've already kind of mentioned this and it's that's kind of self-explanatory that one isn't it mm-hmm. so you might say i will I will weigh 10 stone or I will lose 50 pounds. Okay. The more specific, the better, because you have to get clear and then you have to make it measurable. Mm-hmm. So weight loss is quite easy to measure. You just get on the scales every week or month or whenever the best time is. Obviously this helps you track progress and keeps you motivated. So if you find that you are losing weight, it keeps your interest up, but it also gives you feedback. If you're not losing weight, that you're doing something wrong. So whatever your goals are, make them measurable because What's that saying? If it can be measured, it can be managed. It's true for anything, isn't mm-hmm. it? If there's yeah. if there's no feedback, then it's harder to make a plan. Um, so from there, you would you move to the A, which is actionable. You need to make clear what actions you need to take to achieve your goal. So this is what we were talking about at the start. The goal isn't actually the, the most important part. It's the action steps, which far outweigh just having this crazy vision. Yeah. So imagine if it was the weight loss scenario again some of the action steps might be to do three Pilates classes a week or just hit your 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. If you just did that for a year, you'll almost forget about the goal. You'll just lose weight anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you move to the R, which is relevant. So when you make your goals, they have to be relevant to you. You kind of just say you're going to, I don't know, get down to 3% body fat if you've never exercised in your life. Okay, that's it's unrealistic. It has to be achievable, but also at the same time you have to stretch yourself it's finding that right balance isn't it it's like saying i'm going to be a millionaire next year when you only make 10 grand a year it's just it's too unrealistic you have to stretch yourself but keep it within the bounds of making it realistic you know what i mean mm-hmm. um t will be time sensitive so you have to have a start and a deadline which mm-hmm. i imagine you do you say i'm gonna write a book within six months for the weight loss scenario it could be I'm going to lose 50 pounds in by December. 
it, so it gives you that urgency, gives you a kick up the backside to get it done. And then the final two will be evaluate. So you mentioned this, like regularly assess how you were doing. Like this is really important every week for the weight loss scenario. Check the skills. Okay. And if, if the weight isn't going down, then it gives you feedback that you're doing something wrong or it gives you feedback that you're, you're doing something right. Okay. Evaluate all the time. And then the last one is reward. I, I don't know whether you do this. So when you do achieve that goal, reward yourself because this keeps you motivated to set other goals as well. And just on the weight loss scenario, I thought of this kind of don't reward yourself with something which is going to give you a big setback. So imagine if you lost, your goal was to lose 20 pounds in whatever two months and then the reward was to have like a big cheap meal and a greasy takeaway and you probably put five six pounds back on so like reward yourself with going to a spa day or buying some fancy clothes which you never could fit into before yeah won't make the reward something that's going to set you back good points yeah so yeah so I've always used smart goals all the time um but now I've started using or adding an extra layer in um, called dumb goals. Have you ever heard of dumb goals? I think I briefly heard you. D- <laughs> yeah. D-U-M-B goals. So as well as your smart goals, which are really good because they are what can give you like the, imp- like that's that's a really concise way of doing that whole thing, evaluating and measurable and all of that kind of stuff. But your dumb goals are, D should be dream fuel. So how is your goal contributing towards your dream what is your dream we always talk about this don't we what's your one dream what's your one love so what is how does losing the weight propel you towards your dream so whether your dream is to i don't know just live a a nice life be able to go on holiday how is your dream how's that goal going to add to your dream is it going to build your confidence help you get another job do you know how link it to that you should be uplifting like if you just want to lose weight because you think you should lose weight because your friends are all a size 10 and you're a 14 that's not really very uplifting is it so like how is it going to make you feel i think that's the thing with with uh, goal setting um it's all very well having these like really technical goals but how does it make you feel when you reach these goals or when you're working towards these goals um, it should be mental friendly. That's what the M stands for. Because there's no point like, like our brains, like uh, you have to kind of trick them in a way sometimes. And we don't like to be brought down all the time. And if you're losing weight because society says you should lose weight, that's not really very mentally friendly on your he- mental health, is it? That's like you're doing something because it's not for you because you think that you should be doing it. So kind of have a think about how you're going to be able to sustain that level as well I see people out there killing themselves and thinking you know it's not good for you is it so (laughs) you know I have to do stuff that's good for you and B is behavior driven what behaviors do you have to adopt to become you know I've been doing a lot of mindset training this year which has helped massively I didn't realize how much it would help but like that whole behavior driven thing it's all about mindset putting little things in in place that will help you to and become the person that is the person. Does that make sense? Yeah, so the behavior one's good. We mentioned this um, recently on a previous podcast. Try and add in good habits and things which are going to help you achieve your goal into things that you already do. Yeah. In, in everyday life, don't make them a big deal. 
because they might seem overwhelming. So add in little things which you already do. You just might do them a little bit better. So you already eat three meals a day. You don't have to be perfect. Just clean them up a little bit. Then it doesn't seem like you're really changing too much. Yeah, good one. I tricked myself into writing a book because the book that I've just released wasn't the one that I started writing. The one that I started writing freaked me out because it turned, was turning into an encyclopedia of health. <laughs> I was just like freaking myself out going, I'll never finish this. It's too long. It's too much. So then I ended up writing a blog post with the 10 best things that I thought would help, which then has ended up in my book because the 10 best things that I thought would help people was actually the stuff that I needed to include in my, my original book, but I was getting too bogged down with hydration statuses and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it was too overwhelming. Yeah. So buying a bit more lighthearted, you could kind of knock those skittles down a little bit easier and yeah. in the end it turned it into a book, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't feel like I was writing a whole Bible of fitness. <laughs> it just felt like I was writing a blog post that turned into a bigger and bigger and bigger thing but it was a gradual thing not like the full Monty that I set out to do so it's being able to break down your goals into little bite-sized chunks I think yeah so you get this a lot in in like kind of top level sports athletics especially they have kind of um, micro goals and then they have medium term and then they have the long-term goal so some like Olympic athletes might train for four years to go into a contest which lasts 60 seconds yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? You know what I mean? The amount of planning. But their goals could be literally four years down the line. But every month they have a goal along the way. And if they just mm-hmm. and if they just focus on knocking those month goals down, then they'll achieve the long term one. It's really fascinating how if you set your mind to just knock these things down all the time, you will get there in the end. And this is something that freaked me out. That was in Atomic Habits. Winners and losers have the same goals so that freaked me out when you actually think about that winners and losers had the same goals so people who wrote a book who haven't written a book who might have wanted to write a book <laughs> maybe writing a book's not the best example to use on that one. but you know how many people have said they wanted to write a book how many people haven't that kind of feeds into the when you're talking about the smart goals like it has to be relevant if you you have no interest in writing a book but you listen to this podcast and it sounds cool that you've written a book the chances are you're not going to do it because it's not relevant to your to your dream, your vision, your goal. But you've been wanting to write a book for years, haven't you? Yeah. So for you, it's relevant and it's realistic. Write another one now. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and when you when you do want to write another one, you'll just go through the same process. You'll you won't focus on the the big picture too much. Like I want to write a book. That that's that's too hard. You might just write ten thousand words or write a thousand words every day. Yeah. And out of that, a book will will be born. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. how you're meant to achieve it. Yeah. And another thing that we need to talk about a little bit is um, planning for failure. Because we are all human. And this is what top athletes do as well. They make a plan for the days when they are sick or the car breaks down or the car gets stuck in snow like mine did this morning and locked myself out of my car they they make a plan for that and I think that that's one of the things I used to do this in statistics in my job was like we always made a plan for failure so if you can't do um so say it was like 20 cases a week what can you do what what will we still count as a win even though 
the world's gone crazy because yeah. the world will go crazy because it always does that's just life and I think a lot of people just go oh, I'll wait till my kids are a certain age I'll wait till the wind is blowing in a northeasterly on the and Saturn is aligned with Jupiter that kind of stuff and it doesn't work you've just got to get down and do it do the work do the work as uh, our mentor would always say <laughs> yeah and if it's like a competitive thing which your goal is you just got to think by the time you wait for the perfect conditions the person who you're competing against would have just started anywhere and they're exactly. going to be so much further down the road and I think coming up against all these obstacles it builds character as well and actually makes you better you should actually it's a little bit of a sick mentality but you should start to look forward to the challenges more than anything because those yeah. are things that, that build character it can be uncomfortable but that's that's where the true growth lies and we all know it but we just try and avoid it don't we that's one of the things I think I've worked on a lot this year rather than seeing and I think Tony Robbins says life is not something what is it? Life is something that happens for you, not to you. And I think that's how I've shifted my mindset this year massively in that whole um, mindset. Like, what is the world teaching us? How do we grow in this time of like, we're in lockdown point three now, aren't we? So it's like, how can you continue to run a business and grow and homeschool your kids and do all of that stuff, but still keep working towards your goals? It might slow you down a bit, but it doesn't mean you stop. You just adapt, don't you? Yeah. It's you cannot. We've spoke, we've mentioned this a few times recently as well. You cannot control everything. You can only control how you respond to the event. Mm. If you try and control everything, it's I mean it's obviously impossible. But you just think, oh, this is this is a challenge, but it's good. It's a good challenge. Yeah. You've, you've grown your business. I've you've, been enjoying the challenge lately, and like yeah. I think that life is sending us challenges to enjoy i think it's getting sending us a few extras like at the minute with the snow <laughs> and the kids <laughs> but you know it's that that's the challenge isn't it that's yeah. that's what makes you grow you don't grow by sitting in your comfort zone you've got to get out of it yeah i just want to mention something before we kind of move on uh, when you were talking about planning for failure as well mm-hmm. it, it kind of feeds into the same area as that it was um i was listening to jordan peterson Oh yeah, I like him. The, yeah, the twelve rules for life. He's fascinating, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So he was he was saying, which we've already kind of touched on, like you don't hit a target which you don't aim at, which is just creating oh, a goal anywhere. So true. Yeah. Have to know where you're aiming. So get get clear on your dream or your goal. Um, but this also presents a bit of a problem because once you do get crystal clear on what your goal is, it also makes when you fail, it makes that really obvious. Okay. So some mm-hmm. people keep the, the dreams really vague. So that means they never hit any goals or targets, but which means they never also fail at the same time, which is quite interesting. So you have to be thick skinned and you have to learn from failures. But when your goal is unclear and it feels like you never fail because you don't really know what the target you're aiming at. I thought that was quite interesting. If you don't make any goals, then you also never experience failure. So it's, it's kind of wimping out of going for it really because you don't experience the setbacks. Yeah, that's true. And because I've got like, I've always been a bit of a planner and I've had like, maybe that's why I run my own business now, because I've always had these goals and little, little things that I need to do to win them in the long term. But when I sometimes I talk to clients and, you know, like in the Czech Institute, we always start off with what's your dream? What's the one dream? And so many people don't know what it is. What's your vision? Um, Well, 
Like, what, what, where do you want to be this time next year? Where do you want to be this time in five years? Well, um, um, like, <laughs> it's like, where do you want to be in your life? Where do you want to be in your business? Where do you want to be in, I don't know, anything? Like, what, what do you want to do with your house? I have visions for the house, like, where I want to do in five years and stuff like that. Like, some people just don't have a clue. And, like, was it the Mad Hatter said to Alice, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So it's yeah. true. Literally, the, the other thing I wrote down about from Jordan Peterson and the, the thing that I, I watched, he said, you need to get clear on your on your dream as if your life depends on it, because it literally yeah. does. Like your life will be in a going in a direction of what your dream is. So your life literally depends on it. <laughs> and that's very true, isn't it? It's true. It's so true. Like I can't, I'm a living example of how true that is. If I hadn't had a very specific dream, I'd be still working in a corporate world being burnt out totally oh god i can't even imagine i can't even imagine it like some of the people who i know are still working there it's just like oh i just think saddles <laughs> i don't think that but thank god that could That's be their tough. dream <laughs> <laughs> it was the day because we are um snowed in currently and so my husband was working from home and because now we can all work from home we don't have snow days anymore do we because like the kids were already doing their stuff and I was like, I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have a snow day. So I had a snow day, and they were all like sitting there having to do work. And the kids were like, "Mom, how can you have a snow day?" It's because I work for myself, and nobody tells us what to do. <laughs> so we've we've spoke about both the aspects now, really. So get really, you have to get clear on what your vision is. Like you mm-hmm. spoke about, you quit your corporate job. I used to have a different type of job in a totally different sector, but I always had this deep kind of desire to be in health and fitness. I did the same thing. I got out of it, moved into this. So that's having a clear vision. And we've also spoke about doing the work in between to get mm. there. So we've spoke about this before and it often gets mentioned like the 80-20 rule, what's called the Pareto principle. I think you're really good at explaining this as well. It's like what 20% of your activities get you 80% of your results. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, for instance, I don't know, health and weight loss, the 20% of your effort could just be going for a walk after work every day. And that helps you lose weight. Mm-hmm. And like 80% of the stuff you do is all just faff and it doesn't really lose you any weight. And I know for writing a book, what 20% effort, it might just be getting up and just writing two paragraphs every day. Don't worry mm-hmm. about the editing. Like the main bulk of it is just that 20%. It's just getting up and writing without really not knowing what you're writing. Or for, for business, it could be emails, 20% of your effort could be emails, but that could get you 80% of your clients. Yeah. And it's it's figuring that out so you're not just wasting time on the little things which don't get results. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important because it normally works out that way, doesn't it? 20% of the of the activities get you 80% of the results. So if you can figure out what works for you and then spend more time doing that or do that first, not getting caught up in menial tasks, that'll really get you on the path and a lot quicker as well. Yes. Absolutely. So keep your long term visions in the long term, but have them there. Know where your ultimate it's like getting a roadmap out and say, right, I'm gonna drive to Birmingham and then just putting it away and setting off in your car. (laughs) You got no idea where you kind of know a general direction, but you don't know what roads to take or anything. Whereas it's the stuff you're gonna do every day, every hour that take you, propel you to that direction. And one of the things I always say to my clients in when we're talking about diet, because I find that's the thing that people most struggle with. It's like, 
There's no food that's banned, but there is food that will propel you towards your dream and there's food that will propel you away from your dream. So it's up to you every time you put something in your mouth to think, is this taking me towards my goals or is it taking me away from my goals? And it's it's that every single day, that stuff that you do. Yeah, Paul I, Check talks about this, sorry, but yeah, he calls on. it making dream affirmative decisions. Yes, that's it. That's exactly yeah. what it is, isn't it? And yeah. with regards to like making these decisions, talking about the 80-20 rule again, it's like if you realise that just by having a healthy breakfast, it makes you have a healthy day. Breakfast is only, what, 20-30% of your food intake throughout the day, but if you just do that right, it makes the rest of the stuff so much better. Like imagine just going for a, a quick run before you go to work. It makes you build healthier habits. It's figuring out what those big blocks are. That 20% of the effort will get most of the results. So if you can get on track with those, that'll make your life a lot easier and you'll just start gaining momentum. That's really important. Yeah. And before you know it, you'll be like halfway there. And then like starting is always the hardest part of any journey. So, you know, just getting started. We've talked about that before. Um, so one of the, th- we, some, some of the things that I want to just talk about, I think we kind of brushed over was um, environment, make the environment really um, conducive. So like you said, if you're going to get up and get running, you want to do that first thing before you go to work, then have your kit ready the night before so that you can just get out of bed and put your shoes on and go without even thinking, because as soon as your brain kicks into everyday life and traumas and the kids are getting up and the dog needs walking or whatever then that's it that's that's gone that opportunity's then gone hasn't it so it's like making the environment really really conducive if you know that 80 percent of your like 20 percent of your food is chocolate let's say and wine like mine <laughs> then get rid of it don't have it in the house and then that stops that whole thing and you'll get eight percent results then yeah and it's like you mentioned there, it's not getting caught up in the menial tasks. And there's a good book I've got by Gary Keller. It's called The One Thing. And it's it's pretty much built on that principle, just what one thing will get you most of the results. So that's really mm-hmm. important, isn't it? Yeah. And like My you one, said about yeah. the environment as well, really quickly, it's also people as well. So what people, imagine in that corporate job you had, that environment, that's not really conducive to... Um, writing a book about health and fitness is it but the longer you stay there the more and if those people want to stay there then fine but you're in their environment and they're going to kind of keep dragging you into it so it's surround yourself with people so you are the result of the five people you hang around with most so that's really important it's not to say just get rid of all your friends who (laughs) don't share the same interest as (laughs) you but maybe spend a little bit less time with them and introduce people into your circle who have the same goals and dreams as you and push each other on and network with people that really, really counts. Yeah. Cause like, I thought that everybody had the vision to run their own business. Cause like, why wouldn't you, you can do what you want and people don't tell you what to do and it's great. But I was talking to my two best friends who neither of them have their own business. They both work for institutions and they were like, Oh, I don't know how you do what you do. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I love what I do. But I was like, I don't know how you do what you do. Like, the same thing every day and get told what to do and corporatism and they were like well I don't know how you know and I was saying reading something the other day like that entrepreneurs are a bit like weeds growing up through the cracks <laughs> like you know we don't fit in where society wants us to we do what we like and it's like a totally different way of living 
and it is it's true it's like a a different way of living and being yeah I, I think it's more and more popular than it ever used to be but I think especially with social media and stuff you only see the good parts of mm. like the, the entrepreneurial part you don't see all the hard work and the it's all on you and there's there's benefits to being in the corporate world because if you're, oh, if God, you're the type yeah. of character that enjoys like that environment the safety the security the the, the paid leave all these type of things working with other people that's good it's just that's someone else's goal but mm-hmm. entrepreneurial is very kind of on trend at the moment but I think you don't really see the oh the, yeah there's some very very hard parts of it yeah you don't see the five years that it's taken me to get to this point of mm. not paying myself in nearly a year and <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the hardest part but yeah once you it do, and it doesn't happen overnight that's the thing either it's like not something that you would do without support <laughs> oh no you have a five-year plan 10-year plan that's that's where the having the vision is really really important yeah and you've got to be so strong on your vision because that's what got me through my five-year plan was to be where I am now and if I hadn't had that plan then and knowing that I could get there then I wouldn't be here if that makes sense <laughs> yeah it would have been easier to, to give up because if that vision was blurry you just think, oh, is, is that really where I'm going? Is that really what I want? It gives you a lot more excuses to to backtrack, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I sound like, um, you know, this time next year to my husband all the time. This time next year. <laughs> Del boy. I'm going to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we get there. Things don't happen. Overnight. So no. you've got to, like, be focused, be crystal clear on the things you're going to do every day. One of the biggest things that's helped me read, uh, write a book it's getting up early on the morning and doing power hours. And the last week, because the boys, we've had a bit of a laptop because the boys are homeschooling now. So you need devices and things. So I've been getting up at six and doing three hours before the boys need to go uh, get on at nine o'clock. So it's that kind of stuff that people don't see. They just see me walking the dog all day and having snow days. But I've already done three hours intense work beforehand, you know. So, yeah, I guess I do do stuff every day. It's interesting. You, I, I talked well in the past. I have um, about Gary V. He's like oh, yeah, the yeah. entrepreneurial yeah, yeah. guy, and he talks a lot about that. But he tries to document everything. He tries to yeah. when he has a business meeting and the, it goes sour and they don't get the business. He tries to document everything because a lot of the entrepreneurs out there, like you say, they just show the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to say like, I've had to lay twenty staff off and we just lost ten million pound worth of business. It's this is what happens. He yeah. tries to document everything and give it like a real perspective, which is quite interesting because the Instagram generation, like they don't really show that, do they? Oh yeah. You just think like, Oh, look at her like doing a thing, but yeah. releasing books and doing stuff. And it's like, no, it's not like that. You do have to actually put the work in. Yeah. <laughs> so mention that then come on then let's promote your book. <laughs> Yay! Right. So it's called Unleash the Holistic Goddess, the 10 step program to harmonize your hormones banish your belly fat and regain your radiance it's actually you know what when I look back over it now I'm quite proud of it it's like yeah we look at hormones we look at gut health diet nutrition it's also got if you get it off my website you get a bonus recipe pack as well with 15 recipes in I've done three cookery videos so that you get to be shown how to actually cook the stuff um, what else is there? Oh, there's a load of, I've put a lot of videos in about the core, core strength, how to find your core, what exercises to do for your core. Yeah, there's loads of stuff in it. It's actually quite good. I'd buy it. 
I hope I'm getting a signed copy through the post when it gets. <laughs> well, it's currently an ebook. So anybody who buys the ebook right now, because I will get it printed eventually, but I just wanted to get it out first in the first instance. Well, I need to work out how to get all the videos on, like if it's not an ebook. But I think I've worked out a way now that if people, if I have a, an area on my website where they can log in and get the videos, and I'll put that in the book. You know, does that make sense? Um, so when I do get it printed, anyone who's bought the ebook, I will send them a print copy too when I get it done. Um, I'll, si I'll sign it <laughs> i'll sign you a signed copy so you can unleash your holistic god <laughs> it's a very good achievement and you exemplify what you write and talk about and i was on the podcast yeah so it's not like at least all your the people who do the classes and people who follow you you've got that much material out there now and they see you living the life that's coming from a genuine place it's not yeah. just like a lot of things that you, you buy a book and you don't know the author but it's good that people who are going to buy they know it's you and they know how you live so it comes from a good place indeed I couldn't like write a book about something I didn't know about I'll live because I think that's a bit hypocritical you know what once when I had a baby well I had two babies but the first one that I had I bought this book by this woman who was dead famous in the baby world for getting your baby to sleep on a night and it was all this kind of stuff like you need to leave them and let them cry and da, 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 da. anyway it turns out she hasn't even got a bloody baby of her own so I chooked the book away I thought well, what does she know like you know what when you've got your own baby there's all these emotions attached it's quite easy to sit there and go right yeah you just need to put him down and leave him there and she didn't even have her own baby. I don't know how she could have written a book about a baby when she didn't even have her own. It's a bit hypocritical, isn't it? Because all the, all the <laughs> techniques might be good, but until you've had a baby that's been crying for yeah, two weeks, two exactly. months in a row. Exactly, when you've had no sleep for like yeah. like three months, you've got hormones raging all over your body. And yeah, it's quite easy. It's like, you know, what did we say? You don't learn to box without taking a few punches, do you? So... Yeah, the whole, like you can't learn to swim by reading a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my thoughts on the subject. So yes, you can buy it off my website, organicpilates.co.uk. And if you go into the shop section, you'll see it in there and then you'll download it. You can download it and I'll send you an email as well with all the links. Good stuff. And you've also been getting your reformer. Was it, <gasps> haven't you? This is dead exciting. So shall I tell the story about Michael King as well? Because yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Pilates, the mat work is only like a small percentage of what Joseph Pilates actually taught. The mat, he actually, the mat work is the last section. You're meant to be doing all the other stuff first. And then the mat is the end of the, the, the work, as it were, the repertoire. So he has, um, so there's a thing called a reformer. We may have seen it. It's like a sliding platform. It's like a bed with a sliding platform on and pulleys and spring-loaded and there's a Pilates chair which is spring-loaded and split and he designed all this stuff to be furniture <laughs> so he thought you could like go to bed whip your mattress off and then do all this kind of stuff first thing on a morning that's what it was designed for anyway so reformers are really really good and so I had one go on it the other day and I did a workout and I still feel it it's Friday today I did the workout on Monday I can still feel my abdominals today so it's like super super strong and super hard but really really effective training and um anyway so I was going to go on a course with Michael King who you know that I love who was the man who brought Pilates and reformers to the UK anyway I ended up getting into a situation that situation but I was emailing him and he said oh I'll give you one-to-one -one tuition on it so I'm going to get one-to-one -one tuition with Michael King who's like 
the man uh, on my reformer to qualify me to be able to teach it. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know how you managed to swindle that one, but it's, um, it's worked out in your favour, hasn't it? It has. I'm a bit scared, though, because like, he's Michael King. He's the man. So, yeah, so that's really good, though. I'll be very well qualified afterwards <laughs> once I've finished with him. Yeah, I think you'll be aching for a few days after you've done I think <laughs> done I'll be able to move. Lessons, Gosh. Yeah, I'll have to take it steady. So, yeah, so that's what I'm up to. What are you up to, Dan? <laughs> well, God, same as though they keep shutting the bloody gym down. Oh, God, it's a nightmare. I, I feel yeah. so sorry for gym owners at the moment. It's just awful. Yeah, I, I was. I had quite a few requests to do the online stuff again, going back to oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the online classes, but I just wasn't sure on the time frame, kind of mm. how long this one was. Was it, Are we going to be open kind of start of February, middle of February? Then you hear people say, oh, it'll be more like Easter. But So I was a bit unsure, so I didn't do it again, but we'll, we'll see if there's any reviews anytime soon. Um Luckily, I can kind of still go into the gym and do bits and bobs myself to keep myself sane. But yeah, it's a bit of an uncertain time, isn't it? So we'll just kind of wait and see. Yeah. In February, I think we'll know a little bit more. Fingers crossed he's doing an announcement tonight as well, I think. So oh, yeah. we just have to wait and see. Roll with the punches. I've decided that I'm just quite zen about it now. Just do what you can. Do what you can control. Don't worry about what you can't control. Is there anything else you want to add with regards to goal setting? Um, no, I don't think so. Have you? No, I think we've covered it pretty well. So get clear on your vision and then get clear on the steps you need to take as those are more important. Exactly. And plan for failure and sort out your environment. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time with another episode. Bye.